Hi and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, how are you? Hey, Nick, I'm good. Uh, it's, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We, we no. do have a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I've been playing a bunch of games. So I don't know if it's just timing with like mm-hmm. releases or if it's like... Time to hide inside because it's getting dark and cold, but uh, it worked out pretty good. Um, You know, I'm going to do a quick call to action. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't do this much. I don't try to belabor the point. But if you guys are enjoying uh, this podcast, is obviously something we do for fun. We do it once a month, I think, and and I I think we try to space it out so we don't get burned out. And I think that Justin and I both are, are are people that strive for brevity and not you know talking for two hours when you can just say something in one hour, right? So if you're if you've been listening and you're enjoying this, uh, take a moment if you can leave a review that helps us get some recognition. I've not had the time to really market this podcast as best as I can because I, I do so much and I've got a lot going on, but um, it is enjoyable and I hope that other people uh, enjoy it and it finds even a even a larger audience. We've got a good. Um, consistent listenership and uh i just uh i just figured i'd ask uh if you can leave some reviews that will help us to get some more eyes and ears on this podcast so let's um that's so let's jump into the monthly recap and i'm looking at justin the games that you played and it's not uh it's not there there's not a, a ton of games like you normally have but i'm guessing some of these games required a lot more time a lot more of your time so i'm, I'm eager to hear what you've been playing yeah, so I've talked about Outer Wilds before. There's a free VR mod for that. Outer Wilds is a it's a flat, you know, regular just a flat game. Um, but with the VR mod, you have you know obviously full 3D VR. It's like native. It's like a native VR game, and it has motion controls. Well, there's this uh, DLC that came out for it, Echoes of the Eye. I think that came out in September. But this month, the mod got an update to support the DLC, Echoes of the Eye. And I gotta say that blew my mind. Just like Outer Wilds did originally, going into this DLC and like you know figuring out how to to get to the new area. And like as soon as you drop into the new area, I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's like holy shit. So Outer Wilds. Okay, so my three favorite games of all time, not just VR, all games. Outer Wilds is one of them. Skyrim VR is another, and another is Subnautica. So I played Subnautica Below Zero, which is the, like the second Subnautica. It's not DLC. It's kind of a it's another game set in a, like a frozen kind of world, but you're you know it's swimming underwater, and it's like it's an exploration game and survival. So you gotta like worry about your air and your food and your and your uh, you know your water intake. And you're just Outer Wilds and Subnautica are similar that you're you're exploring an alien world, and it's just it's just like whole time I'm just completely awestruck and just in love with it. I I'm like I said, top three games of all time: Subnautica and Outer Wilds are are in there. So I they're both ten out of ten masterpieces to me. So I was playing Subnautica Below Zero for like 30 hours. So that's why, just this month, 
So that's why um, I don't have that many games to talk about this month. And Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, I, I play that for... I only played, got to play that for like five hours, maybe. So I got to go back in there because I haven't even come close to finishing that. But anyway, Subnautica Below Zero, that also requires a VR mod, but it makes it feel like native VR. But use a gamepad or keyboard and mouse. You can't, you can't use motion controls, but I think somebody's, work, yeah, somebody's working on a mod or to make motion controls work in that but like you wouldn't want to swim like with with your arms or anything in subnautica so like i think it's fine with a gamepad i love the subnautica games and outer wilds again i recommend it to anybody who has a vr headset to, to get those mods to get those games like they're games that like once i finished like i can't stop thinking about them and like i can't say enough about them what is it that you like? What is it that draws you into those games? So for me, it's this open world exploration where it's like there are no loading screens. You're in the world, and like in Outer Wilds, you're you're an alien going from planet to planet, exploring a solar system. And on each planet, like you land on the planet, and then you just get out and you walk around, and you're gonna find all sorts of crazy, amazing shit. And you're gonna uh, unlock mist. And both of these games are very mysterious. And you keep going further and further and deeper and deeper into the water or into the planets and discovering more. And you're, yeah, you're uncovering a mystery um, over solely over time. And Outer Wilds is kind of more of a puzzle game, sort of, but Subnautica is more of a survival game um, where you just keep, you keep crafting. And Subnautica is a game, Below Zero is the one I played, but either one, they're almost the same type of game. You, you keep crafting, and like you find blueprints along the way. You find wrecked ships, and then inside them, they'll have technology that you can scan, and then that helps you build. Like, say you can build vehicles that you can um, go around in in the water, so you can get around really fast in these these underwater vehicles. Um, there, it, there's some I, I I can't even like begin to get into how much there is, but there's amazingly giant monster monsters underwater um there's so a lot of people get too scared to play the game some people don't like the fact that you have to you kind of have to grind to search for materials so like you might you might need titanium you might need have to go find copper you have to go find quartz you have to go find diamond well you're gonna have to go hunting for it and some people don't like that whole thing and then having to resurface for air but as you, the more you play it, the better technology you get, and and like the deeper you can stay underwater, and then you can get, like I said, you can get, you know, a submersible vehicle where you can just stay inside that vehicle. And you don't have to worry about air as long as you're inside that vehicle. Um, it's just yeah, exploration is what. And see, the other game I said, Skyrim VR, you know, my top three games of all time. That's another huge exploration game, where you just have that giant open world map, and you're just exploring. And, like, you never know what you're going to come across. So, yeah, like, Skyrim VR, I put 100 hours in. Subnautica was 60. Subnautica Blue Zero is, like, 25. I think Outer Wilds is something over 30 hours I've put in. Um, and I just love them. Um, so, all right, that's enough about those two. Now, Lone Echo 2, that came out this month. Well, I did. A re we're going to do a review of that. Then I Song in the Smoke, that came out. This month, do a review of that. And Resident Evil 2 VR, um, there's a there's a mod for the Resident Evil 2 uh, remake that you know that came out. It's on Steam, 
So this is VR mod that there's a first person and there's third person. Um, and I've been testing it out and it's surprisingly good. Um, there's, you know, there's some, there's some jank there still, and they're still working on the mod, but you have motion controls and you can walk through, you know, the hallways you can, I mean, it's, it's, it works better than I actually expected. Um, you can, you know, you have a gun and a flashlight in your left hand and you can point it wherever you want to look. And, um, there's settings where you can set it. So the cutscenes are first person because by default it would be like third person cutscenes, And, um, it's, it's completely playable in first person. There's some stuff they, they got to work on. Like for example, like the character bobs his head a lot and that's kind of like annoying in VR when the character's bobbing their head all over the place. I don't know if there's something they can do to make the camera more stationary, but yeah, it's, I thought it was um, really, really impressive. So I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, maybe I might wait for that mod to get completed before I continue, but I, it's good enough that you could, you could go totally through the game in first person, I think. Nice, so I, I, am, I am interested in that for sure, especially mm -hmm. if you're playing Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, how, how, uh, is the performance in the game? Because my, my concern yeah. is anytime you take, this is the Resident Evil 2 remake. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not remaking Doom BFG from 2012, right? So it's, it's, yeah. it's better graphics. How did it perform? I have a 3080 and an i7, 8700K. And I thought the performance was okay, but yeah, if you, if a weaker system would probably struggle a lot, but I, I had my super sampling at 150 percent. Maybe, maybe I had to put that lower. I wasn't positive if Steam super sampling was actually affecting it, but I, I did have the graphical settings up like pretty high. I kind of just left them at the default, which was a, most of the stuff was pretty high. So maybe I needed to put them lower. But like, yeah. So everything's great when you're just standing still, but when you're like strafing, say left and right, you could see a little bit of reprojection. But it wasn't so bad that, like, I'm pretty sensitive to reprojection, and it wasn't so bad that I didn't want to play it. Okay. So that's, not that's that good. bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of always have shied away from VR mods to, to games that are kind of unofficial, right? You got you to gotta stop shying away. I, well, yeah, I came to that conclusion because I'm, I'm hungry for, like, these these full games right especially if you're yeah. playing resident evil 4 i'm like I'm, i miss this man and this will get me to spend more time in vr because we're just we're not going to get we're not going to get these games for god knows how long so we're going to have to make do with uh with these mods and thankfully people are taking the time to do that that's awesome a friend of mine on uh, youtube he's virtual insider his last video was a video to really explain to people all of the the great vr mods that have come out recently so virtual insider on youtube is the very last video it's something like vr modding revolution and uh so i recommend looking at that video if you want to see the types of games you can play in vr now well one of our uh mods goren in our discord mm -hmm. uh, infamous goren yeah. uh he, i saw that he bought the game gtfo and ah. i was i was like did you get this for uh the vr he's like yeah yeah you know him and him and carl got it which i find it hilarious because it, like gtfo is like this horror like hardcore co-op game so yeah which doesn't say goren to me like <laughs> goren is is walkabout mini golf and uh yeah. and rec room uh so i might have to grab that game i'm, I'm bummed because i i noticed that they they got it during the sale and now it's like 40 bucks so if you if, oh. 
Like I'd, I'd be if you're interested in that. Um, I'll wait I'm to play it with you because I think the next um, Steam sale is I think November 24th somewhere around there. So if you want to wait a few weeks, um, I'd be down to get it. And plus, they can let us know if it how it is in VR, right? If it's any good. Yeah. I'll look to see if there's any other keys around. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess that from what I can tell, that mod seems pretty flushed out. It seems pretty good. I almost it's hard for me to tell, but I thought I was reading that the company actually put out sort of like native VR support for the game, but it's it's hmm. weird. They don't maybe advertise for it. So I, I don't know, but it's um it's it's been out for a while. I think it works quite well. So I I'm totally interested in the idea of like this kind of four player co op. I saw somebody you know, reference sort of like this Left 4 Dead vibe where I, where you're like four people working together. But I understand the game's like really hard and you really got to be working as a team. So that sounds cool to me. That I'm like, sign me up. I'm, hopefully, it, uh, hopefully it works out good. So, Yeah, a guy I used to work with who was, who was also into VR, he, he told me he liked that game a lot. But he hadn't tried it in VR before, but he liked it just on a flat screen. So it might be good. All right, yeah, let's, let's talk. That'll be a fun game to mm-hmm. play together. Yeah. All right, so... The uh, in the last month, I've, I've I play a little bit more off the chains disc golf. I after the episode that we had, I reached out to the dev and I was kind of like, look, I, I like your game. I just reviewed it. Um, I ended up refunding it, but if you can hook me up with a key, I'll, I'll play more and I'm happy to provide updates as they go along. So he was nice enough to do that. He, he asked for some feedback and I was just talking to him about it. I, I see that the game is continuing to get updates. Um, it's still not in a place where I feel great about it, but. I'm I'm optimistic he's going to do something with it, and um, I actually tried it on Quest 2 as well since I w- was using that, and it seemed to I had a easier time on the Quest 2 with the controller. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing maybe it's I don't know if it's developed for the Quest 2 in mind and then brought over to like Steam and the Index, but play a little bit better. But but still, I think it's got a long ways to go. I just. Uh, I tried the game Grapple Tournament last night really quickly because it was on sale. That is like a um, kind of uh, Unreal Tournament style game where I think the mechanism or the twist to it is using like um, this this grapple hook to shoot a wall and hoist yourself up and you can climb walls and stuff like that. Um, it had kind of cool shell-shaded shell shaded graphics like, um, oh God, Border, like Borderlands does. So yeah. Look at it ran good, but I don't think it has a huge population of players right now because it's uh it's on Steam and I believe it's in uh, like side quests right now in beta. So I, I'm guessing when it comes to Quest Two, we, we'll see more of a population. I didn't love it, but I I probably spent 20 minutes in it at most. So I think I was able to grab it for 10 minutes. I'll probably hold on to that game and just see how it develops over time. Um, going back to disc golf, I uh, I was hungry for more and I saw that there was another disc golf game on steam called uh disc golf valley vr i think maybe uh maybe next month i'll do a review of it we'll see where we're at if we kind of are, are are starving for reviews but i really like that game that game felt great to me like the putting felt really good like i was especially after playing off the chains um this is more of kind of a cartoonish style of graphics but it works it's kind of like a walkabout golf mini golf style graphics um, but it just felt great. I think what holds that game back is that there's not a multiplayer aspect to it yet, and it's begging for multiplayer. This was a game that was an app first. It's still an app, and they're still updating the app. And then they made like a the developer made, did like a VR mod to it, so it's an official VR game. 
Um, so it's lagging behind some of the app content and I, people are upset. Like when I look at the discussion pages in steam, because the developer has kind of gone silent, uh, for months and months and months and it needs some work, but man, I, I felt really good about this game. I was having a blast in it. it once it, if, and when it gets multiplayer and if, and when it comes to quest two, this could be like a walkabout mini golf style, like level of, of fun and accessibility. So pretty hot on that. I'm I'm assuming that they're working on a quest version. I mean, it would be a no-brainer. I mean, they'd be printing money if they made that. Um, and of course, I played Resident Evil 4, which is going to be a uh, review. Uh, so I'll talk about that later on. Hyper Dash was another game that I I just downloaded on Saturday and have been in love with it. That's going to be my other review. Uh, Dagon, which you told me about. That's um the the Lovecraft story. H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a 30-minute ha- story. It was like a flat free story to download and um they they made it so it works in vr it's a little janky at times you know the i was getting you know constant reprojection running at 45 frames a second um but uh because it's you know it's it's got a vr pasted on right you know you can see like my computer's using resources to run in the background no matter how much i try to scale it down but it's not it's just look at pretty scenery or not so pretty scenery, however you want to think of it mm-hmm. and just listen to like kind of a story play out. Um, so it was cool. I, I, I did that on Halloween. I thought that was appropriate. Again, it's free. So why not? I didn't uh, try it. I just posted it so other people could try it. Yeah. I didn't get to, I tried it. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, I just have a note that I, I, I bought the resident evil two yesterday with like 45 minutes left in the steam sale. I got for like 14 bucks, which was awesome, something like that. And uh, anticipation of the mod, which I'll I'll wait till the mod is good, right? Like I know it's not released now, but um, once it becomes more polished, that's when I will jump into that game because I'm I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, and they're also working on Resident Evil Three, a VR mod for that, and Seven and Eight. Dude, is that insane. is awesome. I'm not a Resident Evil guy whatsoever, and I'll, okay. I'll talk about that more in the uh, review. But like. Mm-hmm. Those games, I, I I could see having a lot of potential for being just really good in VR. Resident Evil Seven is one of my favorite games, like ever. It's up there. You know, you know. I said there's three. Well, it, it's not too far away. That in VR was awesome. Even it was on PSVR. Um, it was still awesome. Yeah, I I try to play the flat version because I know people love the VR version for yeah. the uh, PlayStation. And I just couldn't do it like yeah. i i got bored i don't know but i i can see myself playing in vr so yeah. that's the power of vr all right news you've got a you've got a lot for us what's uh what's been going on this has been a lot of hardware announced this month um so the htc vive flow was announced we talked about that in the last episode i think where we thought it was just going to be like basically a media viewer and that's basically what it is it's it's uh this really small form factor headset with 1600 by 1600 per eye LCD and to compare I think index is 1600 by 1440 per eye so it's higher res but it's 75 hertz and they advertise a 100 degree field of view you know horizontal which means it's going to be less than that so that means this is going to be a low field of view thing you know these these uh these low profile headsets they use pancake lenses which are these like Lens they have like two of these thin lenses, um, like stacked up on each other, and it's this lens type that allows them to have the screen closer to the lenses, and then you can have a smaller form factor and lighter headset. 
but then I think you tend to have less field of view. So um, another headset we're going to talk about later is going to have these same type of lenses. So it has two tracking cameras, so it has six degrees of freedom. Um, and it's only 189 grams, which is really light. It's, it's so light that it's just like a sunglasses form factor um, with no top strap or any. There's no strap at all. It just goes on your ears. And I, I don't know if that's going to be painful, 189 grams to have on your nose and your ears. I don't know. It's going to have diopter, diopter dials adjustments. So, like, that's something no other headset that I know of has. You, you can adjust the – like, it, to compensate for your myopia, like, your you know, how bad your vision is. It, I think it said it goes up to, like, six diopter, diopter. So, if your prescription was worse than six – that uh, I guess that wouldn't work for you. Um, then it's going to have an XR1. Like the Quest 2 has an XR2. So that's a downgrade compared to that. It has 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage. It's going to use an external battery. So that's part of why it's so light. You have to have an external battery connected, you know, with a cord from the battery to the headset. You use an Android phone as a 3 off controller. So it doesn't come with any controllers. You just got to use your Android phone for a, as a controller. It only supports supports Android, no iPhone, and this thing's four hundred ninety nine dollars. What a joke! I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the really the only thing impressive here is the weight, the one hundred eighty nine grams. Uh, you know, so if you're, you know, if you have money to blow and you really want something really light, then maybe you could buy this. They were marketing it a lot to like women and uh, you know like people that are into uh, yoga and meditation I, I don't know um it's probably they they sent me a million emails trying to get me to pre-order so it's probably not going well yeah i don't know what's going on off htc i mean they're still cranking out headsets they're still in the vr market but it just seems like a lot of swings and misses going on yeah maybe in china this will work i don't know it's not going to work here in the u.s yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what uh, I was thinking that as well. Maybe that's where their their market is and their target. Yeah. All right. So then the next big headset is the the Vario Aero. The Vario already had really expensive, like maybe like five thousand uh, dollar VR three headset that had I don't know what they called it. They called it a like a Retina level display in the in the center, and then outside of it was a not as high res display. Um, but this Vario Aero, Aero is their consumer level headset where it's 2880 by 2720 per eye, which I think is the highest res consumer level headset. I mean, if you're not counting like Pimax, the pixels per degree is 35, whereas that VR3 I was talking about, that's like 60 plus pixels per degree in that center high res section. But it's um, then it's, it's going to have a mini LED backlight. Um, where mini LEDs just means the backlight is lots of little LEDs so they can have better like local dimming and have, uh, you know, potentially better blacks and stuff. But from the reviews I read, I think they said it didn't really seem that much better than regular LEDs. I don't, I'm not sure why. 90 hertz, aspheric lenses, which according to reviews, there's like no glare or god rays, a very large sweet spot with great edge-to-edge -edge clarity. That's very important to me. Like not not so much like the biggest issue I think with index is the glare the like the glare you get, but um but I can deal with that. But like yeah, gr big sweet spot with great edge to edge clarity. I would love to have like complete 
clarity. I mean, index is really good, but like still at the very edges, you're still sometimes going to have to like move your head to center it a little bit. Um, not like the G2. Like I said before, the G2 is like really bad edge-to-edge -edge clarity from, from my experience having one. So then 115 degrees horizontal field of view, they say. But again, reviews were saying that they measured it being less than that. It looked, some reviewers said it was much worse. So index is better from what I saw with field of view. It's going to have auto IPD adjustment with eye tracking and dynamic dynamic it's capable of dynamic foveated rendering it's going to be two thousand dollars but but the review said a lot multiple reviews i said i saw said that they saw distortion at the edges it's like when they were turning their heads it was very there was like distracting distortion and then they also saw saw chromatic aberration which is like where you can see separation of colors so you can like see the red and see the yellow um because the lens is spreading the colors out. And then another issue is um, it has, it doesn't have any headphones or anything like that. You, it's earbuds that you have to plug into the side of the headset. And the only, the only mic is on the earbuds. There's no built-in mic. Um, so for me at $2,000, I'm not interested. It would need, to, I feel like, for me to spend two thousand dollars, it would everything would need to be better than Index, or at least on the same level, like like at least have the same, you know, level of audio and and everything else. But like I, I'm not gonna pay two thousand dollars for distortion. Yeah, that's so, insane. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, this is a I guess a case of a smaller company. Um, yeah. That's what they need to price it at because of. They're, look, they're they're not gonna be selling in volume. So if somebody wants it for two thousand, great. But that's just insane with those uh, negatives to, to, to pay that. I'd rather, you know, just wait. Within two years, we're going to have a, a more affordable, better alternative for sure. Yeah. And the index gets the job done right now. Even though the index has been out for two years, it's still solid. It's, mm -hmm. still, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good staying with index uh, for now. But if something came out where everything was better than index, I would be very tempted even at $2,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Be, I mean, people like you and I, we spend crazy amounts of money on pinball machines. It's just like a single game. So that's where I justify it. It's like if I buy, I could buy the, this $2,000 headset and I would play thousands. I could play hundreds or maybe a thousand games on the thing. Do you want me to ruin that for you? Yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, the trick with pinball is that yeah. you're, you're right. Like, and I, I do that trick too. It's like, well... Mm -hmm. I spent this, but it's 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 a lot of money. But I I spent so much time with it, right? Like I spent so much time mm -hmm. with my computer, it's worth the cost. And I spent, you know, even the new pinball machine that I got, which was like seven thousand dollars, right? Like mm -hmm. I haven't spent that much time with it, all things considered. But it holds its value, and it even goes up in value. With the problem with this tech is that you buy it, and mm -hmm. you know, like in a couple of years, it's half the price of what you paid, if not less. So yeah that's that's the trick of it but hey, hey you're getting your use out of it so it's it's worth it as long as you, as long as you use it like crazy and god knows that you spend enough time in vr so i know that someone like you would 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 get your money's worth if uh if they did come out with something good i'm surprised yeah. that there isn't a two thousand dollar option that's better than index right now to be honest because i mean there's there's enough of a market i'm sure for people who are hungry for that and and would drop that kind of money well speaking of uh, Pimax has right now an 8KX, which I know a guy who's like a respected VR guy who, who says that he likes it better than Index. So I, he, I think he had an Index and he sold it. 
So he uses an 8KX, but he says there's distortion at the edges, just like I experienced when I had a Pimax 5K+. But he says he puts it at the lowest field of view setting, and he says it's still more field of view than index, and he, so he doesn't see the distortion. And he says it has like less glare than index, so he likes it more. And that, I think, I think those are selling for like, I don't know, eleven or twelve hundred right now. So I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not really willing to take that risk with Pimax. Um, but anyway, we can segue into Pimax announced their Pimax Reality 12K Q, QLED headset. So this is uh, this they announced this. You know, I don't know, might it might have been a week ago. 5,760 by 3,240 pixels per eye. And um, actually, I put here 16K, no, actually 12K. But anyway, uh, real 12, true 12K is 12,288 by 6480. So them calling this 12K isn't accurate. It's just kind of a marketing thing they're doing here. So like it's, yeah, horizontally it's 5,760 pixels per eye. So if you add that up, I guess you could round up to 12K, but it's not, the vertical resolution is, is like half of the vertical resolution of an actual 12K panel. And also like you can't, in, with VR, you can't call it, like if you have two 4K panels, one for each eye, you can't really call that 8K, but that's what Pimax does with their 8KX headset. They call that 8K. Um, it's you're getting a slightly different view of the same scene in each eye, so it doesn't really work that way. So I've always always had an issue with their marketing. Anyway, this is going to be an HDR LCD with mini LED backlighting. They say 200 hertz. I don't know how they're going to do 200. I mean, maybe it's only 200 hertz at some lower field of view setting or something. Do they have a computer from 10 years in the future that's going to run this? I know, exactly. Yeah. I think they're saying you have to have a 3080 or better to run this. Um, but even that, I don't think, I don't think, yeah, my 3080 would be running that. So then uh, they say 200 degree horizontal field of view, and they claim that they have eliminated distortion. But I feel like I heard that before with the 5K+. Plus. So I don't, I don't believe it. So then they have compound lenses that are both aspheric, which is what Vario, the Vario is using, and Fresnel, which is the lenses that we're used to, which an index and Vive and um, you know Rift and stuff. So uh, also, this isn't just a PC headset; it has an XR2 chip in it, so it can also go standalone. So it's it's like they're just trying to put everything they possibly can in this thing, whatever's like big and popular now. So Quest 2 has an XR2, so they're like, let's put an XR2 in here. It can do Wi-Fi 6E, so you could uh, wirelessly play with it. You know, you know, if you have a, a router that can handle it, just like you can with a Quest 2. And they're also going to have YGIG 2 wireless, which nobody has yet, you know, for, for VR. But there's going to be this module they're going to release where you can plug it in and, and get YGIG 2. They haven't exactly explained how that's going to work. It has 11 tracking cameras, four head, hand, and controller tracking cameras, then two eye tracking cameras, two face tracking cameras, and three mouth and body tracking cameras. So this thing's going to be looking down at your body and tracking that and like doing leg and 
body and hip tracking or something. In addition to your mouth, then it's inside out. It's in, it defaults to inside out tracking. There's an optional lighthouse plate you can put on the front, just like the Vive Cosmos, where you can get lighthouse tracking. Um, it has speakers built into the head strap, but then there's optional off ear, sort of like Valve Index, uh, at least what it looks like. Uh, you know, uh, headphones. Then there's hot swappable batteries, three microphones. There's a mixed reality cover with cameras for mixed reality. I don't know what this means, but there's a 5G cover. I don't know how you're going to use your VR headset with 5G, but maybe they're claiming you're going to use this thing over the cloud. It's $2,400, and it comes out Q4 2022. They're also saying they're going to release this Pimax VR station for people that don't have a computer that can, that can already do VR. You can buy a computer from them. And they're going to have a Pimax store where they're going to sell all the games for the standalone. And, and if you buy an 8KX or any other headset now, you can trade it in at full price when this thing comes out. The full price that you paid, you can trade it in and they will put that toward your purchase of this 12K QLED. And that's all of this is very hard to believe for me. And they're saying it's going to be at CES on January, in January 2022 for people to try. I don't believe that this thing exists right now <laughs> and that they're just throwing a bunch of shit against the wall. Yeah. Pimax is like, to me, like so close to a scam. Like yeah. so close to a scam where they're not necessarily a scam. But mm -hmm. I, I think as you pointed out in the beginning, the fact that they lie in their marketing call like this 12K and stuff like you don't even have to do that. Like, you, yeah. it's like somebody who lies when they don't have to lie. Like, it's just like, what's wrong with you? Like, there's no uh -huh. reason to lie here. You don't have to put that. Um, so I have no faith in, in Pimax. I borrowed a, a Pimax from a buddy. I actually just returned it to him. I tried to get it to work uh, like a year ago, and I just couldn't get it to work. And I didn't want to go through the, the headache and, and mess up my setup, so I gave up on it. But... I, I I have like zero faith in them. I, I feel like these companies like this, rather than swinging for the fences, just get a solid base hit. Yeah. Just put out a good product, build a customer base, do a good job, and then grow from there. Rather than saying we need to hit a home run out of the gate and we got to beat everybody because they, they cannot seem to deliver. Um, and I know I hear those rare people that like – the Pimax better than Index and all that, but th I, I, they're rare from what I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought, like I said, a Pimax 5K Plus because I heard all these YouTubers like talking it up and saying how great it was and that the distortion was gone from the previous versions. And I, I, I tried it, and I was like, no, this distortion at the edges is extremely obvious, and, and I'm not willing to buy a, a wide field of view headset and then, then just put it to the small field of view setting. Like, what's the point then? Exactly. That's just bullshit. And, That's yeah. just straight up bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I'm not. They would have. Okay. I'd have to hear lots of glowing reviews of this thing, and then it needs to also be like purchasable on Amazon or something, so that I know I can return it. Because I tried to return my 5K Plus, and it was. It wasn't. I didn't even have it for very, very long, and they wouldn't let me return it. So my only choice was selling it. That oh, really wow. pissed me off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's Pimax. Yeah. Now we've now we've got the Oculus Connect. Yeah, that happened yes. last week. <laughs>
Yeah, that happened last week. Uh, I was at work, and I was, like, hoping, oh, shit, I hope I don't have to, like, do anything or my boss doesn't come in here and ask me to do something because I, I was, like, I was so sure something really important was going to be announced. But almost all they talked about the whole time was the metaverse. There's Some people were saying they were doing a drinking game where every time the word metaverse is spoken that they were going to drink, and if you did that, you'd, you'd end up dead because it's for over an hour – maybe an hour and a half. It's like all they talked about is that and showed pre-rendered video, 3D videos, like animations of like what they want the metaverse to be. And they're acting like they're inventing it. And like, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, a lot of this is already being done in like VR chat and rec room and like Neos VR and things like that. They have Horizon Worlds, which I've never tried, but all I've ever heard is that it doesn't, it's not very good. So... I don't know what it's it's like really high level just like hey look we're oh look we're joining a game with our friends oh hey man oh that was a cool picture you uploaded yesterday and like that's like kind of the, like over an hour of that type of thing it uh I, I don't know if you watched it I, I didn't because I know it's that kind of bullshit you know yeah. especially in the previous years you know as you're talking and and, and I have not even allocated much bandwidth to face uh, oculus facebook metaverse whatever nonsense they're calling it now it's like mm-hmm. they're the facebook aspect of things and, and and their marketing and these stupid videos and the, the stupid presentations that they put out that stuff is just a little vomit inducing and cheesy and wrong but then like you know the 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 tech and what the what what their team has created with the hardware of of the oculus and what they've done from a technology standpoint is pretty remarkable mm-hmm. like you know i have these these conflicting views of it yes it's, it's just super cheesy their marketing seems out of touch it's it's just the meta rebranding to the meta or whatever it's just like it's, like i don't know how many times i can roll my eyes but then when i actually think about the technology that they're working on what they've done with these portable headsets the amount of people that got into vr it's too bad i wish it was just purely all good right like i'm so conflicted on them um, but yeah, that stuff is painful, and it, it did not pay any attention, especially when uh, I heard there was no significant announcements. Well, there's I don't know, there might have been one. I'll get to that. But so the Meta rebrand is like, from what I understand, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and whatever the hell else they own, that's all going to stay the same. It's going to keep. They're going to keep their names. Meta is going to be the the uh, umbrella company, like Alphabet is over Google, but Oculus is going to change to Meta, I guess, because that. You know, the whole VR side and AR, like maybe that fits more under the name Meta. Maybe oh, that's why they're. God. So, yeah, it's going to be MetaQuest, Meta, whatever the hell else they release. God. Um, oh, yeah. just, just why? No one asked for this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people know the Oculus name. Even like exactly. pretty casual non gamer people know. They think whenever they hear VR, they say, oh, yeah, Oculus. So. I don't know why they're getting rid of that. Yep. Um, yep. So there were all these leaks about this new headset that was supposed to be coming out. Everybody thought there was going to be this Quest 2 Plus or a Quest Pro or something. I w- there were so many leaks that I was sure of it. But they did give a brief look at this thing they're calling Cambria, which looks just like the leaks that we've been seeing. It's this black headset with this hump on the front that, where it's going to rest on your forehead. And it looks like it has a battery in the back, 
which is very appealing to me. I do not want the battery in the front ever again, um, like the Quest and Quest 2 have. And they say it's high-end, and they say it's not a Quest, but it's compa compatible with Quest. So I guess that means it can run Quest games. Um, so it's going to have, they said it's going to have the pancake lenses like the, the Vive Flow has. So I don't know how good the field of view is going to be. So I'm a little bit worried about that. But that, that's part of making it light. It's going to be light. It looks like it doesn't have a top strap, so it's probably pretty light. Um, it's going to have high-res color mixed reality pass-through, which I don't really care much about. Um, but I'm sure some people do. Eye and face tracking. And they show the controllers, just like in the leaks, there are going to be no tracking rings on the controllers. So they're going to they're probably they're going to have cameras in the controllers, just like in the leaks. And it's coming next year. Um, they, they did, this, this woman came in to talk to, to Mark Zuckerberg, and she had a, like, this big black case, like she was about to unveil the headset, and then they didn't even open the case. Like, that, that was... Jesus, she dude. Came, yeah, it's like, what the hell? Everybody was like, what the it, hell was that like about? The, yeah, it's like they did these like leaks or whatever just to get people to tune in. And yeah. then with no thought of the fact that people are just going to be disappointed. Yeah, that might have been intentional. Just so they get their stupid, you know, their stupid metaverse and meta crap, you know, out there. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they won people over with this presentation. Yeah. No, I, I didn't hear anybody that was happy about it. Yeah. No. All right, good um, job. Yeah. Good job, so Facebook. then the one, the one big announcement was that GTA, they're working on GTA San Andreas for quest two and they didn't i don't think they said when it's coming they just they just said they've been working on it so a lot of people were excited about that i, I played that a little bit on pc back in the 2000s um i mean i'm not that excited about it i don't I, you're probably not because you don't like you're not that much of a retro gamer um, no yeah i didn't play it and you know, again, this is not like a title. I mean, it's just way too long ago. We're talking like yeah. 17 years ago now. I'm not I'm not terribly interested about resurrecting a game 17 years ago. A game that came out maybe 10 years ago where the graphics are a little better and game design's more sophisticated. Sure, yeah. But this does nothing for me. Yeah, so they're, they're coming out with, you know, remakes for the flat version of this game. So maybe it'll have the remake graphics. I don't know. I don't know if the Quest 2 could handle that, though. So who knows? And then the one other thing is there's no more Facebook. Well, eventually, I don't know how long it's going to take, but there will be no more Facebook login for Quest. It'll end up being a meta login, and I don't know how much different that's going to be, but it, it won't be tied to a social media account anymore. So a lot of people will be happy about that. Yeah, it sounds like potential good news. I mean, I have a, a friend who sold his Quest because mm -hmm. of the required Facebook login. He didn't realize that, so he wasn't uh, okay. happy. Um yeah, so I, I think that's a smart move on their on their behalf for sure. Definitely. Um, you know, I don't have much news to add other than I, I I pulled the trigger on a B haptic suit yesterday. I just I don't know, I just felt like treating myself and throwing away wow. uh some money. So I know it will never the experience will never justify the cost of that. That thing seems way overpriced, but um you know, Gorin who's who's getting a lot of mentions on this podcast has one mm -hmm. and so does Carl. And I guess they were, I think they got the GTFO because it has haptic support. Um, huh. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't, there was nothing to upgrade in terms of my VR setup. So I was like, I guess I'll get that. And everything I've read, I guess the gist is like, yeah, it's kind of cool. 
it's maybe uh, it really depends on what your expectations are. I mean, at the end of the day, they're just haptics. There's some rumbles, um, but it can kind of pinpoint where you got shot, and that's cool. And uh, $500 is probably too much, but at the same time, once once you start using it, you don't want to give it up. So hmm. I feel like I'm going into it with eyes wide open. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it'll add to my experience. Maybe we'll get me uh, into VR more and... and um, I'm happy to give a full review once I get it. Uh, when I ordered it, it wasn't in stock. It says it should be shipping on November 17th. So maybe in our December, hopefully in our December podcast, I'll have it and I can mm-hmm. I can give a review of it. The only time I've tried haptic vests were, was at the Void, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, like, like I, yeah, I actually felt like I was actually getting shot where where this you know like where the lasers were hitting me like i was in star wars the star wars one and i was in the ghostbusters one and like yeah it really it really was convincing so i've thought about it um was it like, impactful like the the movement or did was it what were you impressed by the fact that it was like pinpointing where you got see, shot so when i got shot by a laser it actually felt like i was getting hit in a very isolated spot like it like you would imagine a laser yeah and so like that was cool and then like a ghost like flew through my body and that felt convincing. It could have just been this an overall rumble. I don't know, but it, it tricked my brain enough that I was impressed. Yeah. When I was doing research on this, people were saying like they wished that they didn't play through half-life Alex already, because I guess the integration mm-hmm. in that game's really good. Like when you uh-huh. go to um, a healing station, like the whole thing, like, you know, there's 40 sensors mm-hmm. in this thing, right? Yeah. Um, so all 40 things are kind of going off, like pulsing a little bit, like you're getting your health. Like I can see how that's like, yeah, that's cool. Or like, you know, 40 sensors, it can just pinpoint a gunshot on your body. Um, another reviewer said that, you know, after he, he used the vest, he then wanted to get the one for his arms and his legs and his head. And I, I can see like, you know, in a, in a competitive shooter, if you get hit in the head and there's no feedback, I mean, headshots are, are usually lethal anyways, and they, and they end you, so that's it. But, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited to try something new. I mean, haptic suit, haptic vest, that seems like it's going to be a required, not required, but almost like almost like required, like, right, almost an accessory that people will be using, you know, five, ten mm-hmm. years from now in VR, and I'm sure it's going to get way more affordable. This is, you know, you pay the price for, you know, getting something early like this, there's really no competitor to them, so they can charge whatever they want on on this. So, again, I wanted to grab it now. I mean, it was it was 500 bucks. It was 500 dollars last year. And with every with prices going up on everything and supply chain issues, I was like, you know what? I, I'll just get it now. Why not? This will be my uh, this will be my treat. So, hopefully, a full review coming next month. Do they have legs or crotch add-ons? Uh, not crotch. You you should talk no. to them about that. Mm. But they have uh they have legs and like I think like wrist or arm pads and then oh. uh, again like a head thing. Like you could replace like the um you know the foam piece in your headset and that has sensors in it too. So so if you're yeah. getting punched punched and throw the fight or Creed. Yeah yeah like yeah so like people were saying like throw the fight you don't actually get hit in the head a lot. you don't get hit in the body a lot. Mm-hmm. So like nothing's happening a lot in that game, you uh, know. It really it really varies by game. There's games where developers have, um, you know, embraced it right and added support into the game. Like mm-hmm. um, Pavlov, I think has has native support. Um, I know Hyperdash does. I saw it on there. 
Larsonauts, which we uh, reviewed, has it on there. So you just you check that box, and then games that don't have native support by the developer will have um, possibly you know somebody's created a mod for it. Like um, right. Population One doesn't have official support, but um, somebody made a mod for it. And also, if you don't need a PC VR for this, it actually works with Quest. Although I think the amount I think there's only like 17 Quest games that are supported versus like I'm using rough numbers right now. Uh, roughly like 40 games in in uh, PC. So obviously there, there's more PC games, but you could still get this and 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 have it work for Quest. Cool. Wow. All right. So uh, oh, the next thing is after the fall, it got a release date finally for December 9th. Um, so we have that to look forward to. There's a game called Ancient Dungeon, which is like a dungeon crawler kind of but it's like a voxel type game pixelated that comes out november 3rd uh, blade and sorcery nomad was announced but that's going to come out to quest on uh, november 4th and there was an update on pc for this dungeon now they have dungeon levels where you can actually instead of just having a sandbox where enemies just come at you you can actually go through some levels i haven't tried it yet but i'd like to try i heard it was cool i don't know do you have blade and Sor- sorcery yeah, I um, I'm like the one person who didn't like it. Like I got it when it okay. first came out, and you know, I, I I understand this appeal for like weighted weapons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It just never clicked with me. It never did anything for me. I'm I'm not like a let me play in the sandbox kind of person. And also the performance was I just the performance was never great. It was like going to reprojection. So I was yeah. I own it. I mean, I can try if it ever became anything, but it I just uh, for whatever reason it doesn't connect with me like it connects with like everybody else. It doesn't. It doesn't really connect with me. I just like did a video of it because I thought it'd be good for a video, and then I like never played it again. But I, I kind of want to try that update. But yeah, I, I'm not into sandbox stuff at all. Uh, I think a lot of younger kids are into that sandboxy type stuff. But I need like actual an actual game, like actual levels. Yeah, I need like what is my purpose? Like, give me, yeah. give me a goal, objective, or at least a good story. Something, something like that, right? Like, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm quote unquote goal goal oriented or something. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's people who you give them a sandbox and they'll go they'll go nuts. They love that more than anything. Yeah. So another game is called Gravitational. I only heard about this just recently. I think uh, I think there's a free demo on Steam. Comes out November 11th. You're a guy in a wheelchair, and it looks kind of like Portal, so it might be cool. It's a puzzle game, but I guess you're supposed to stay seated the whole time. I'm not sure. I, I would assume so if you're in a wheelchair. So then uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Tempest Fall. I have no idea what all that means. Comes out November 17th. It's by the Wizards and you know, the Wizards Dark Times devs, and they, they, they make pretty good games, so that might be good. But I don't know anything about Warhammer. I think there was a Warhammer game that came out maybe for Quest previously, but I don't yeah, know I remember. I remember that. seeing that um, yeah. the the Warhammer Age of Sigmar um, Tempest Fall. That's a that's a PC or Quest game. Um, it's on Steam. It might be Quest also. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at it now. It's on PC. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're cranking out like these Warhammer games. It's like they want them to work. Yeah. Um okay. I'm going to add to my list just to, just to keep an eye on it. Okay. All right. Let's um I think it's time for the reviews. 
Mm-hmm. It's time for the reviews. All right, so we got four reviews coming up. I'll kick it off with the, the biggest game of October, which was Resident Evil 4 VR on Quest only. Is it only Quest 2 as well? It's, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's Quest 2 only. Quest 2 there only. There were people that were, some people were doing some sort of sideload nonsense to get it to work on Quest, and they, <laughs> yeah. saw, they were saying it, it did work. Yeah, and I guess um, I was reading a little bit of that. I did. I I, I had no desire to play in side quest because I don't really use the quest two. It's I really bought it for my girlfriend. We split it, even though mm-hmm. it's half mine. I don't spend much time with it. But like, yeah, I was reading like, and even going into like side quests, like there might be like possibility on quest two to jack it up to ninety hertz, and it can and you can mm-hmm. actually inc- uh, make the graphics look better if you want to play around with it. So, anyways, that's that's not for me, but. Um, this this is a game by Capcom originally, and, and Armature is the company that converted it to a VR game. came out on October 21st of this year, and it sells for $39.99, currently sitting at 4.6 out of 5 stars in the Oculus Store. Uh, Resident Evil, like who who listening to this doesn't know, even if you never played a Resident Evil game, who doesn't know of Resident Evil, right? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not somebody who ever kind of got you know quote unquote the resident evil games like other people do i i i I don't i don't like dislike them but i I think i've only played i never beat one but i've played through a few of them a little bit and i'm like "Eh, it was was like always an okay game i'm just surprised at the sort of the love and the longevity of the series um this one uh the original game i think came out in 2004 2005 for the gamecube i didn't i didn't play it when it originally came out so it's hard for me to really compare you know the original version to this but my understanding is is a a pretty faithful recreation with with just some odd things omitted i guess there's like um some innuendo between uh, the main character and another character in the game like just talking about going back to her place and hooking up like they they took that (laughs) out there like are you fucking kidding me you're shooting people with in the head and there's monsters but you can't talk about just hinting at hooking up <laughs> bizarre times that we live in um anyways so the uh, i guess the story of this game is that you're um you're, you're this dude from uh, i don't know I, people are going to crucify me because i don't know um leon's is whole backstory leon? yeah it's leon so he's from he's in the first two right yeah. at least um he's in i believe it's spain He's trying to resi- uh, rescue the president, U- uh, United States president's daughter. Of course, right? It's like the most cheesy like plot line from. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a '90s plot, even though it's a 2000 thing. Well, anyways, fine. Um, you play this game in first person, and uh, I think it's like roughly 10, 12 hours. I'm only about four and a half, close to maybe five hours into the game. So I, I kind of been biting this game off in chunks, like 30, 30 minutes at a time, and trying trying to enjoy it, not trying to push through it. There's also, um, I don't play a lot of quests. I find the quests uncomfortable, and, and the quest definitely is uncomfortable for me after, like, 20 minutes. I, it's just still not a pleasant experience versus, like, the index. The index is like a cloud, and I forget I'm wearing the index versus the quest, too. So, like, after 30 minutes, I'm, I'm good. Um, but, yeah, you're going through and trying to res- rescue the president's daughter. I'd say that the the first three hours, like, you're in the kind of this village setting, and... The graphics are this just kind of terrible, like brownish color. Everything is just like brown, khaki, tan. You know, I'm not trying to get into too much about the Resident Evil story, but it's hard not to talk about it. 
it's just kind of bland. And you're shooting these villagers who are like zombies or they're they're possessed or they've been infected, whatever. Um, you know, I you think kinda... that came out, sorry, I think that came out in an era when every game that was a Nintendo game was extremely brown and it's terrible man earthy toned or whatever it's it's just really bad and what's really bad about it is that you're spending at least three three and a half hours in that part like i'm in a part where i'm in a castle so at least the scenery's changed a little bit even though the castle's still brown um but you get the (laughs) occasional red carpet and 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 some um nice pictures in the castle so but yeah the it's just it's just really bad and i think um what is disappointing about at least this Resident Evil version? Because I think the other Resident Evils um, are, are typically more scary, right? There's 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 tension. There's no tension. There's nothing really scary in this game at all. Um, you know, it's kind of like get into this section, kill the villagers. You know, manage kind of your inventory, make sure you have enough ammo and you're accurate with your shots, and then move on to the next version, find a key, and and, and so on and so forth. That's not to say I'm not in, enjoying myself. I mean, um, I'm 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 hungry for full games, even if it's a game from the 2000s. Um, despite what I said earlier about uh, Grand Theft, I find I have the hunger for it because we just we struggle to get that in VR. So this is uh, this is a game that that um, does it hold up? You know, if I play the 2D version, absolutely not. Does it hold up? because I get to experience in VR, well, you know, now I'm kind of interested in it. Um, I'll, I'll go with some of the, the, the low lights and low moments, and then we'll, we'll pick this up a little bit, because I do like this game. The sound and the music is pretty bad. Um, and I don't understand why it's so bad, because in GameCube, I mean, GameCube should have had nice digital sound, but, like, the gunshots, they sound like they're just kind of muted low fidelity. Everything seems like a little low fidelity, um, and I know it's trying to be faithful to that game, but I, it's like, yeah, this is 2005. Why does this not sound better? So weak gunshots. The voice acting is is kind of cheesy but serviceable. Um, you know, whatever music or sound of the game is just really, really weak. Low fidelity. Kind of disappointing. And as I've reviewed and talked about horror games in the in the past, usually horror games where they really shine is the realization of just having really good audio. This game just totally fails as a horror game um now the now the controls the controls are good i mean armature did a really good job of taking a 2d game and translating it into vr you know and i I don't have like crazy expectations i know this is not a game that was built up from uh, the ground to be vr so i know what they had to work with uh but it's nice when you this goes along with the immersion like when you when you shoot your gun uh, you got to reload your clip, so you grab your clip from from your your left kind of uh, hip area, put it in, cock it back. Great, perfect. I'm glad they did that. I mean, that's that should be what they what they did, but you don't always find that in games. So that felt good. Um, and they've, they've made other compromises, like when you you know, like there's like a barrel. You you reach to your, like you grab your knife, which is on your kind of like close to your left uh, left chest. Grab that, make a swiping motion. The the barrel breaks. And then to pick things up, you kind of walk over it, and it kind of floats up to you, but you still got to have like a grabbing motion to grab it. I thought that was good. Like, I don't need to bend down to grab it, even though that would be more immersive. Is it fun? Not necessarily. I'm glad I don't just walk over or hit A. I'm glad I have to do the grabbing thing. So I think I, I got to hand it to Armature. I They made they used good, good decision-making 
when creating this game. Uh, it's a smooth VR experience. There's a menu system that you bring up to look at a map. I mean, I guess if you could make it better, you'd pull a map out and kind of see where you're at. They could have done that. You know, to, to, to fully manage your inventory, you've got to bring up kind of this like loading or, or this other screen that's that's not VR, right? But everything else, like that holstering your weapon, you, 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 you know, if you wanted your shotgun or your minigun, you reach to your back and grab it. Healing's on your like top left shoulder. Your knife is on your left chest. You've got a grenade that you can see hanging out on your on your right chest. Um, you know, you, grenade you can pull a pin and, and throw it. So well, very well done. Considering this is a, a game from 2004, 2005 that they've brought into VR, um, they did all these things. It was good, smart choices. I, I really like it. The only thing that um, I think is a little struggle in VR is that. They have it, like most games, you can have like your VR orientation and movement centered around your head or your controller. And I always pick controller. That way, if my head's facing, um, if my my arm's facing straight, or my but my head's turned to the side, if I want to look left or right, I don't move left or right, right? Like, that's more natural to me. Um, there is some weird movement sometimes where it's like it gets kind of confused in what direction you're moving in. It's hard to describe until you play it and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. That seems like something they can maybe fix in a patch. But, hey, look, I mean, Resident Evil games are notorious for just janky bad movement. So this is probably the best moving Resident Evil game that exists, except for maybe the more modern ones. Um, I got to say, overall, you know, the story is not great. The graphics are... It's not that they're... I'm dealing with 2005 graphics. I think the, the game looks pretty good. Um, it, it feels very smooth. It runs well. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a great horror game, even though this is a, a, a I think a well-respected Resident Evil game, but it's fun to play in VR and it's fun to have a full-fledged game. So I'm enjoying going through it. I'm glad I never played the original so I can just enjoy it. I don't, th I don't think I would play this game in VR if I play the original, unless for some reason I'm a uh, Resident Evil fanatic, but I'm, I'm really happy that they brought this game to VR. It's I think it's a, it's a I think a serious accomplishment that they they got it on the quest to, um, and I and I've said this in the past episodes. It's like where we are in VR right now is every company should be looking at their back catalog of games that they made, and and I get that <clears throat> it doesn't make sense to make a huge investment into building a AAA VR game. I get that. Okay, the the user base is not there yet. But I think it does make sense to take a game that's already built and have another studio or small development team make it into VR accessible because you will sell that. You take a good game for the last 10 years and turn it into VR, you're going to make money and you're not going to spend a lot of time doing it. It's just going to be a good return on your investment. You're able to uh, establish yourself as, as getting into the VR space. You're building up talent in your organization and you're just increasing your bottom line. I think it's a huge win. And games like this are really going to serve as a bridge until the user base gets so big that we finally get um, full-fledged AAA VR games. You know, we only have Half-Life Alex. That's the only game that I consider like a AAA full-fledged game. And until, you know, we've got at least probably another solid five years till we see that. And that might be optimistic. Until that happens, we should be cranking out games left and right like Bioshock. I mean, you guys can think of so many other things that we can we can just spurn out, but good on them. Uh, so I want to champion this game. It's 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 pretty fun. I'm gonna give it an, an eight and a half out of ten. 
Um, just because, you know, it's not a... This should be more of a horror game. It should be better. Is that the VR's fault? No, or anything like that. It's not the best game I've ever played, but I'm happy I got it. It was worth the $40. Um, it's a game that I'm, I want to go through and beat. And, um, yeah, good good job. Good job, Quest. I wish it was on PC VR because playing on Quest, this thing is uncomfortable. I don't like it. If I was If the Quest was one of my main headsets and I used it more, I would have bought, like, the Halo stuff for that. I don't want to invest any more money into it. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I might. I might just break down and buy the the Halo strap, um, so I can get through this game. But but man, the the quest with the quest two with the jock strap, uh, gives me headaches. It plastic pressures into my head. It's just it's just bad. But I don't know. I like it. That's Resident Evil Four VR for the Oculus Quest Two. I put a Quest Two in my Amazon cart today because of this game, and I also put in the cart uh, these adapters where you can connect your Vive Deluxe Audio Strap to a Quest 2 and they're sitting in my cart. I'm thinking about it. Because of this game, I don't know if I should wait for like that Cambria thing or uh, or get this now cuz I mean it's, you know, it's it's not that what is it 299? Yeah, it's just like 299. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. I mean this is not the game where you run out and buy a Quest for. Uh, At least not for me. I mean if you were like a diehard Resident Evil guy or something, um, I'd I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe, uh, but man, especially with the uh, Resident Evil Two like VR mods, yeah, that true. might even be the better experience and better game. Like you, you and you've got a better headset, so mm-hmm. um, I think you can save your money. I I really can, unless you see yourself doing other things in in Quest Two. But if you're just getting it for this, in in, in your case, right? Mm-hmm. Don't. I'm sure this game is is gonna help sell Quest twos and for somebody who's not in VR already and doesn't have like an index or something. Like I get that. Like this might be a good jumping off point for somebody who's like, God damn it, you know, like I've got to get it now. I love Resident Evil. I gotta check out this VR. That's great. That's a great first experience. But for you, I I I try to help a friend out and just say save your money. Okay. Did you do all your turning physically? this game yeah i did and i gotta say that is the one thing man where i'm at right now with vr is like Mm -hmm. the quest wins when it comes to being able to turn and being wireless Mm -hmm. we really need the index to have wireless we really need a wireless solid pc headset that's as good as uh, the index we really really need that so yeah if it's not a gamepad game i do all physical turning um, I just, yeah, you just have to like years of years of being used to the cable and dealing with the cable. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't, I, yeah, so many people, I think most people do use the right analog stick to turn in most VR games. And I just, I can't do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, obviously when I'm, I'm wired to the computer and turning around so much will just really create a problem for myself. Or maybe mm-hmm. if this was like a competitive shooter, I might do a mix or something, but mm-hmm. because of the w- this game's a slow game in terms of the combat, right? Like it's mm-hmm. slow and kind of methodical. Um, uh, yeah. So turning, turning worked in this case. Okay. All right, cool. So I'm going to, um, we, 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 rec- for the listeners, we record this show, um, we record it live, quote unquote. So I'm just going to get some water. So you're going to be talking. Justin's going to yeah. be talking to himself for a while. So if I disappear and I don't respond for one or two minutes, that's why. But but go ahead with the uh, uh, Lone Echo 2 okay. review. All right. So the next game is Lone Echo 2. This is by Ready at Dawn. 
came out October 12th, 2021 for $39.99. And it has a 4.1 out of 5 on the Oculus Store. That, that's an, that translates to an 82%. So the overview and objective of the game. So after Lone Echo, Olivia and Jack find themselves 400 years in the future aboard a mysterious abandoned space station. The biomass from Lone Echo 1 has evolved into a mobile form called ticks that are attracted to energy sources. Liv and Jack must solve the mystery of this future space station if they want to find their way home. So most people listening to this probably have played Lone Echo. Um, this game um, is basically the same type of thing. You're going around the space station and Olivia is telling you, hey, Jack, can you go check that generator? Hey, Jack, can you go uh, find that battery? I think there's a battery over there. Can you go get that? Oh, hey, Jack, hey, can you go scan this thing? Hey, Jack, can you go use your bolt, your, your, your laser cutter to uh, break into that panel over there and then, um, you know, see if you can figure out, you know, what to do. That's, that's so far for me. I've played this game, I don't know, I think over maybe over four hours now. And it's, it's, it's that type of thing where you're just going around this, this space station and you're progressing kind of room to room with Olivia and you're Jack, you're a robot. And some new characters have been introduced. So like there's this, this little uh, flying droid thing that they call popcorn. And then I, I have met another human. There's another, uh, a male human in the space station who's uh, involved in the story. But for the most part, it's, it seems like it's pretty much the same thing as, uh, as the original Lone Echo. The graphics, just like Lone Echo, the original, are they're up there with the best you're ever going to see in VR. Extremely high quality, and like, the human faces are probably the best there are that you're going to see right now in VR. The expressions and everything, and you know, the, they, just, they look as real as you're going to see. Um, there were, however, sometimes I saw some asteroid textures got really blurry. Like sometimes you're looking at an asteroid in the distance or even sometimes one that wasn't even that far away. And I was like, is that what it's supposed to look like? Cause it just looked like kind of like a blob instead of having detail. And then maybe if you got a little bit closer to that asteroid, it would then pop, all the detail would just pop in. So that was one issue, but there's some scenes where there's so much stuff you're seeing so many asteroids and, Maybe you're you're seeing Saturn because Saturn is the planet you're orbiting during this game, and just lots of uh, wreckage or debris or whatever. And so there's a lot for your computer to be rendering, but the performance seemed pretty good to me. Um, and like those asteroids that I'm talking about, though, a lot of them are just stationary. They're just they're, you're gonna see like hundreds of asteroids orbiting Saturn. You know, it's like the rings of Saturn basically, but like. A lot of them are just completely stationary. Occasionally, you'll see some that are moving, um, but I guess it would be way too hard to render that many asteroids moving. You know, and I don't think a computer could deal with it. I don't know. So the sound, and as far as the sound and the music, there's great voice acting in this. I mean, you're not really going to get much better voice acting. Olivia has an English accent. Then Jack, Jack's voice, your your own voice is, uh, you know, it's a robot voice. And then that, that male actor I was talking about, you know, he is a, a good voice actor. Not as good as Olivia's voice actor, but, um, yeah, the voice acting good. But, like, I can't really remember any music in this game. It, it's, like, pretty much silent, 
the whole game, which might be an issue to me. Like you hear the hum of the space station, you know, anything you interact with, you're going to hear, like if you use your laser cutter or you could pick up, you know, there's objects floating around inside there and you can just pick any one of them up and just like tap it against stuff and you'll hear the clanking of that. Um, but the lack of music, I think is kind of a drag for me. Um, about that voice acting, you're going to hear constant chatter from Olivia and that may or may not annoy you. Like I said before, she's, she's constantly bossing you around. And I don't know about you, but I get enough of that in my life as it is. It's like a marriage simulator. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of get annoyed with that because it's just, you're never, I don't know, there's not a lot of just like figuring stuff out on your own. There's a lot of her directing you. Uh, so the controls in this game are great. You fling yourself, you know, you grab, you can grab like any surface and just, then you just kind of fling yourself in the, you know, direction you want to go and you have boost buttons. So you can like, kind of like have this little, it's like you have like little air jets that will boost you around, but then you have a, a stronger boost that you get a little bit later in the game where you, you can, you get an upgraded suit and then you can like do a much stronger boost so you can go further. Cause once you get out in space, you're going to want to, a bigger boost when he gets when he gets outside of the sp space station you have a uh, a scanner tool and a laser cutter tool and all that works great um, really no issues with the controls um, the immersion because of the controls and the graphics and the voice acting the immersion is great I mean you and your the controls are great and the, the whole anti-gravity thing you really if really feels like you're there but one thing that hurt my immersion was I had at least five crashes while playing this. So like anytime I went into the settings and was like, Hey, let me try a different setting. Let me like try a different anti aliasing uh, or something or, or change some other setting, the game crashed. So I think this game was probably rushed or it was already delayed. So maybe they just didn't have enough time to test it. Yeah. It but. seems like my, my speculation on this game is that look, they, they, this was a game that was developed for the rift, right? It's not a quest game. So yeah, it's rift, you know, they've ab abandoned the rift and they decided mm -hmm. to fully focus on the quest. So this game was probably green lit before the company just totally changed direction and abandoned the rift. So they're probably just like, yeah, yeah. Mop this game up, clean it up and get it out. Yeah. That's a good point. This is probably the last PC game that, Oculus or Meta is is making for the time being. I don't know if years down the road they could come out with a PC headset. Who knows? Um, so as far as last ability, this is what I'm from what I'm hearing. It's like seven to nine hours. That's what I, I, the range I've heard from people that have beaten it. I, I don't know where I am. I might be four, four maybe five hours into it. And here's the one problem with the game, like. The graphics are great. The controls are great. You feel immersed, but the game isn't fun. You, yep. Like, it's, you said you played Lone Echo and you didn't like it. You didn't finish Lone Echo. I finished Lone Echo. Right. Wait, sorry. You're going to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're going to. Like, I played through Lone Echo because I kept on thinking something cool would happen. Yeah. And then when I got towards, I think, what I would call the end, I'm just like, you know mm. what? This isn't, f I'm not having fun. Like, it looks good and floating around, but I'm just like, go here, do this, and do this. Being Like, there's no excitement and, and nothing in it. So I was just, I felt like I was doing work. You're the smarter man because I just said, well, I've already put in this much work, so let me just put in more. 
when I played Lone Echo. And uh, yeah, I just the the whole end of that game I really didn't like. That whole did you get to the biomass part? Yeah, I think I got to that, the biomass that part. part. Yeah, sucked. Yeah, that's where I stopped. I'm just like I had I had enough. And you know, this is like, I, God, this is what happens where it's like you have a new technology, mm-hmm. and they're pushing the bounds of the technology, but they just forgot to make a fun game. Yeah, you know, like that's like we were talking about mist. Uh, last mm-hmm. month, and I remember that's how I thought of Mist when it came out on like mm-hmm. um, PC CD-ROM and like ninety four, ninety five, or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it was impressive. Look what we can do, but it wasn't fun. You know, it was like yeah. show. It's like showcasing things, and like Lone Echo when it came out was really impressive and showcased something, but it they forgot to make a fun game. Yeah, I know people will disagree and really probably like the experience and everything, but I, I'm glad to. I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm glad that you've uh, echoed that pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it, Lone Echo was a great experience in 2017, but yeah, it was more like it, it, it didn't feel like that much of a game. It was just kind of a a walking simulator in space, kind of with these very basic puzzles that aren't even really puzzles. And uh, then that biomass part was like you were playing Operation you know, going through the biomass, trying not to touch the biomass. And then they introduced the biomass really early in this game. And I was like, no, don't bring that shit back. I was hoping they, because of there was a echo combat. Did you ever play that? I was hoping maybe they introduced some combat into this. It made me, it made me think that uh, speaking of like echo arena and echo combat, like I want to try that on the quest now. But I don't oh, have yeah. the wires, so that'll be fun. But yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was the best thing I got out of Lone Echo was like it, it kind of introduced me to you know the movement in uh, um, Echo Arena. Yeah. So I thought they would add the guns and everything in the combat. Like maybe you'd fight some alien race with your guns, but no, they didn't add any of that. So so far, this thing's it's really boring for me. I I'm out into space now, so like at least there's some cool stuff to look at. And maybe it's going to get more interesting, but I'm not even wanting to keep playing it, even though I finished Lone Echo. So I'm giving this a rating of 6.5 because, like, for me, it's got to be fun, and it's just not yet. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so it, it, it. I mean, the, God, it, it's too bad because the foundation that's there, the graphics, you know, the the voice works good. Um the 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 movement system and it's super cool the concept is mm-hmm. cool where's give us let me shoot things come on let me shoot things you've got it mm-hmm. there stop trying to make this walk boring walking simulator or, or whatever this is terrible and the and the story is not even that good where it's like justifies like pushing through it and let me say something else i said earlier about outer wilds and subnautica that i love them both you don't shoot things in those games you're not doing combat in those games yeah, good but point. In those, but in those games, you're exploring and like you're moving, you're moving anywhere you want and at a really fast pace. And like the game is like, it's just like constantly going and interesting. And in this game, you're just kind of like stuck in one spot until, you know, you move on to the next room, and it's just really slow. And that's that's the issue. Yeah. All right. I, I'm not surprised, but I am sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. We've now got Hyperdash, and this is a game I just grabbed on Saturday, and I've already spent close to six hours into it because 
Um, I like it. It's pretty cool. It's by uh, Triangle Factory. It came out on February 5th, 2021. It's 19 It's 90% on Steam, and it's also available on, on Quest. I think Quest 1, I know for Quest 2. The reason I even know about this game is I saw it when I had the uh, Quest 2 on after playing uh, Resident Evil when I was getting off of it. I, I was looking in the store, and I, I saw this pop up, and I noticed that it had a lot of... I noticed it had good reviews, and I had a lot of reviews. Like, this game had on, on the Quest store has more reviews than Larsenot. So I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay, this is... a. Uh, this is a game that that sounds like it has a healthy player base. Um, I'm I'm interested in first person shooters. It's just finding a good one that has a, a healthy player base is usually the challenge. So the um, objective or overview of the game is this is kind of a this is a five v five. Your your characters are like these robots looking guys. Um, Unreal tournament style Halo esque multiplayer shooter. It's it's simple to pick up. I mean the how do I want to say this? The the tutorial. I think my my Discord's going off. Let me shut that. Um, the tutorial is like maybe five minutes at most. It's an easy thing to pick up and get in the game. It's like hard to master, high skill ceiling. Um, you know, when I've hopped into some of the more experienced lobbies, like for the first ten levels, you're in a beginner lobby, and I was having fun um, dunking on children. Uh, but then after you get out of that, if you get into like you know players that are like you know, several, um, you know, 10, 20, 30 levels higher than you just, you just, it's apparent how high that skill ceiling is compared to where you're at, which is, it's not a bad thing. It's just a good thing to be prepared about. Easy to pick up, uh, hard to master, lot, lot to learn, which is interesting to me. Um, and there's a number of game modes. So you have like payload, which I'm, I'm a fan of the payload style modes and you have deathmatch and you have team deathmatch. Then you have a elimination mode, which I like. I, I really like the elimination mode. That's probably the most addicting one to me. I think players tend to like that as well. That's uh, you square off in like an arena and everybody starts off with pistols first. And then, um, you know, if you get shot and die, you're dead until the next round. So it's trying to eliminate the other team. Then you go to the next round. And if you win, when you win three games, then you get upgraded to the shotguns and you kind of move up. It's kind of like when we were playing the gun game. It's a little bit like yeah. that, Justin. Um, it's actually weird, though, because the winning team actually gets better weapons. So you can really get, like, you can really get steamrolled. But at the end, the winning team is, like, stuck on snipers for a while. But um, hmm. it's I found the elimination mode the most addicting. But I'm glad that there's multiple modes to play the game. So it's not like it's just that. Um, the map layouts, they, they, they seem good. Um, and the main mechanic behind this game is, like, it uses tele... I, I want to say it uses the teleportation mechanic, but it's not a teleportation-only game. Like, you move normally, right, like with the with the joystick, but you're able to to dash, right? So if you hold down, like, the A button on the controller, it will show, it will like, shows kind of like the teleportation icon, and when you release, you, like, dash there really quickly. And you have, like, a cooldown of dashes, so you might get, like, three dashes in a row, and then you got to have your, your cooldown recharge. Anybody who's played Overwatch and knows the tra- uh, character Tracer will totally get what I'm talking about. You're basically, it's a game of all tracers. Um, and it just works great. It's really, it's really cool. It's, um, it's taken that mechanic that, um, it's taken teleportation and it just built a fun game around it. Also have joystick movement. It's fast paced. It's a really good first person shooter. Um, 
Yeah, some other some levels. I think eh, not all the levels, but some levels have like these rails on it. When you like teleport to the rail, it's kind of like you start moving on it, like you're grinding it, like on a skateboard. So that's cool. The movement's just really fun in this game in terms of like fast movement, teleporting around, shooting. Um, the guns are fun to use. It, it it's really simple because there's no like you know manually reloading. It's just automatically reloading. You hit you. You can reload like on the index. It has you squeezing the 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 um, index controllers, which is bad, right? Like because I would squeeze by accident. It took me a while to realize that's what's happening. So you know I'm I'm reloading when I don't want to. Mm. Um, it doesn't even do like a reload motion. It just has like almost like a cooldown so you can shoot again kind of deal. Mm. Um, but it's all geared for speed. So a lot of times we say, oh well, like oh this game's immer- immersive because it has me put new clip in and stuff. In this game, I don't, I don't feel like I need that. I'm glad it's not there. It's just about the speed and the, and the flow and, and and keeping it fast and fun. And I really like that. Um, the graphics in the game, even though this is a game that's both on Quest and PC and is crossplay, uh, this game looks good on PC. I think the the, the style of graphics help. They're they're like this very kind of clean style. I would call it. I I, I don't know how to phrase it better. Um, it's got a vibrant look to it, and it runs great. I haven't pushed up to 144, but I think I'm super sampling at 150% at, at 120 hertz, and it's I'm getting you know no rep, zero reprojection, so looks great, runs great. I compare that to like Larsonauts, which is like another game like that. Larsonauts is 5v5, that's a hero shooter, um, but the graphics on it look a little muddy, um, or a little foggy or blurry or something. I, um, this game doesn't. This game just has a really clean and vibrant look, so. Um, I don't feel like that quest compromise is affecting the game at all. It just it just works in this setting. So I, I think that I think it's just a lot of good decision making on the part of uh, the designers. And speaking of good decision making, the sound and music in the game is fantastic. It's got a really good um, kind of like a, I think most of it, it was almost predominantly like synth wave soundtrack that's playing during the round. So it gets you pumped up. They're all the tracks are good. I like them. The gunshots and like when you kill somebody with it, like just going up and getting a headshot or hitting a, an opponent, sounds great, feels great, guns feel good. It's just this is a game that's just really good on the presentation level. I'm really surprised by it. It's one that I I I'm pretty sure I saw this in the Steam store and just passed on it because I'm like, here's another shooter. Um, that they release, it's just like uh, whatever. This is the gimmicks dashing or something. And I looked at, you know, like today, I think it has like only a hundred reviews on Steam. So yeah, most of the people in this game are not PC players. I didn't realize it was crossplay, and I didn't realize that it had a large player base. So the other important thing is that there's people always playing this game, so you can you can get into a game, which is fantastic and obviously important if you're going to have a multiplayer game. So the game gets good reviews. There's, there's a, a player base that runs well, feels well, crossplay. I, I love this game. Um, some things to watch out for is that there's a lot of kids that play this game. Why? I don't know. Who are all these parents that are just buying VR headsets for their children? Uh, I, I, I don't get it. Like it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about, but um, you're gonna you're gonna hear some squeakers and some kids. You can just mute them. Um, I find that it's weird. I find there's lobbies where there's just adults and just kids uh, for the most part, but there's a lot of kids that play this game. Unfortunately. What are you going to do? I think that's just the nature of the quest. And um, if it wasn't for the quest, this game would be dead on the vine because there's not enough player base on PC. So it's just it's, it's, it's the cost of doing business, but I'm, I'm fine with that. So 
I think this game has a lot of last ability. It's um it's addicting. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game after we get done with the podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Um, they, they, they seem to keep on developing it. They had a, like a Halloween event where they changed around one of the, the levels into kind of like a Halloween themed one. And they had some quote unquote mutators where you had like a, you were wearing like a pumpkin helmet so you can take more hits to the head. And when you shoot people, it had like a vampire mode where you, you gain health back. So it's, it's fun. I think, uh, where could it be better? Um, I think that they need like a party up system where you can you can group up with friends before you go into a match, so you're guaranteed to get into a game with friends. That would be nice. I think that's needed. Right now, Justin, it's kind of like on on you know when we would try to find a game in Pavlov, we would just pick the browser and get in there and make sure we get on the same team. Mm-hmm. There's not even like a pre pre start to it that I'm aware of where you could pick teams. So it needs that, and I think. Um, I think like any kind of competitive game, it needs like a ranked mode where you can group up and like maybe play. They let you have like squads and and put like a squad name in. I don't know if there's some functionality that I'm missing other than the the naming of that and maybe some stats associated with the squad. But again, being able to party up with a group of friends. uh, I saw them advertising in games that they have like leagues. They're like on season three of their league. So this is a, this is maybe some of the reviews I'm seeing. Some people are like, yeah, this is the best first person shooter in VR. Um, maybe I, I, I don't know. Like I, it's too early for me to say, you know, to me, Pavlov sort of the, the king, um, and it has been the king and it's, it's fantastic, but this is a, a unique game unto itself. And if you're looking for that kind of halo esque multiplayer unreal tournament, I highly recommend this. It's only 20 bucks. I got it on sale for 13. That was a steal. And, uh, I, I give this game a nine out of 10. Wow. I was wondering when those people are, are are dashing, can you shoot them in the middle, or are they kind of like no, invisible? no? You need to like you can kind of see an out. You can't shoot them. You can okay. kind of predict where they're going. You know, so you can mm-hmm. kind of time like, oh, this person just dashed a couple times. Like they're probably out of dash. There are like power ups you can get, so you can get more dashes. Mm-hmm. But most people, you're like, oh, they just dashed like two or three times. They probably are on a cooldown now. I'll blast them, or okay. they're gonna dash here. I'm gonna dash there. It's almost like a dance that you're doing, right? And and you're turning around, spinning around. And even though like there is moving around and turning around and spinning around, um, I was able to play this game corded and not feel like I was at a great disadvantage or anything like that. Hmm. All right. Um, and you say it's it's more fun than Large Knots and Pop One. I'd say that. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I um. I like this game. I responded to this game a lot more positively than Large Knots. Large Knots. It's like I like. I want to like. Larsenots, I play like a match or two, and I'm like, oh, okay. This game, um, I'm like, one more game, one more game, and then I'm like, holy shit, I've been playing this game for an hour and a half, right? Wow. Um, Pop 1, I think, Pop 1 I had fun with, and I, I played a lot last year, or a good deal amount of time last year. Pop 1, I'm just disappointed in the fact that even though it has manual reload and stuff like that, like I don't like the crosshairs. There's, and, and I think it has that blurry kind of look to it where it doesn't look as good on PC because the Quest 2 gets dragged down. Mm-hmm. Where this game just looks great, feels great, works great. Um, and I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's better than Pop 1 and Larsenauts. But again, I, I think it's what you look for in a game, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever even seen it. I gotta go check it out. Yeah, let me know if it appeals to you. I mean, I'm on plan. I'll hop in. I'll hop in a game with you. Um, okay. There's definitely like I'm glad that they have beginner lobbies. I find it funny because 
I thought I saw in the patch notes that they just added the beginner lobby, so I can only imagine how frustrating it was for people to, to get into a game because there is that learning curve. And even though I've quote-unquote graduated now from the beginner lobbies, I went into a lobby the other day and I just, just got demolished, like not even close. Um, so that's that's something to be aware of. Wow. All right, so should I go on to the next one? Do it up. Okay, so the next game, the final game is Song in the Smoke. This came out by 17-bit on October 7th, 2021 for $29.99. It has a 4.6 out of 5, which is a 92%. It's on Rift and Quest, and it's coming to Steam soon. I'm not sure the exact date, but soon is all I remember seeing. Um, so... Basically, you're a caveman or a cavewoman. I think in the beginning you can pick a guy or a girl, and you're wandering through the jungle and caves searching for food and things to craft with because this is a survival game. Um, so you'll, you'll find rocks, you'll find sticks, you'll eventually kill animals and pull their guts out and use that to craft with. You'll find flowers that you can craft with. Um, so... There are, as far as, well, as, far as the graphics, um, the first thing I noticed when I first got into this game, I was like, okay, this is definitely, this definitely looks like a quest game. And it is a quest game. And like, you know, they, so I think the PC version probably looks pretty similar to the quest, but like, I'm sure it has better lighting and better shadows. But the graphics are still good. They're this, they're like you said before, like for what uh, game you were talking about, uh, it's cell shaded which I think in VR looks good. And, you know, even though it doesn't look super realistic, it, I still felt immersed there. And it, I was, I, I could appreciate the graphics. There was nice lighting, there were fog, there were fog effects and particle effects, you know, like where you can see particles floating in the air. And uh, you could see like beams of light coming through the trees and nice looking sunset. So I still appreciate the graphics. The sound, as far as the sound and the music, there's there's uh, tons of jungle sounds, and you're you're hearing animals the whole time. So that I like that a lot, and you're occasionally hearing some sort of like jungly jungleish kind of like singing, like you know, in the background. Uh, I think it's mostly a female female voices kind of, and uh, so that all worked for me. Um, as far as the controls, you you craft with your hands. You you know you have motion controls, of course, and so when you're when you get a stick you 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 can actually like use a you can you can make a knife i don't remember if they give you a knife in the very beginning but you can make a knife with an arrowhead and a stick and then you use that to carve sticks into different shapes and then you could end up making a club or you could make a bow and attach string to that and then you have a and then you create you make all your arrows so you get a stick and you put an arrowhead and you have to put feathers on the bottom and then now you have arrows. Now you have a bow and arrow. Um, you make medicine, so you find flowers, and you, you actually have a, like a mortar and a pestle that you put, you drop the, the head of the flower in, and you, you can actually start, you, you hold it with your left hand, and you're, you pick up the, uh, the pestle part with your right hand, and you're actually crushing it, and then you create a paste, and you bring it up to your, your mouth, and that'll give you something like, it'll maybe increase your health or increase your energy. Or maybe it'll warm you. Because this is a survival game, so you're always, over time, you're getting hungrier or you're getting more tired. 
or you might be getting cold because it's dark out and you just went through the water because there's water and streams all along and this as far as the graphics the water looks really good uh, i remember thinking that when i played and so you're gonna have to hunt like there's there are deer and there are enemies that are actually they're animals that are gonna actually attack you like there are these dinosaur looking type things that have feathers that, that, that come and attack you I just played it today and I got attacked by a giant boar. I didn't end up killing that. Um, but you kill these animals and then you, you rip their guts out, you take their bones, you take their hide. I haven't played enough to know what I even do with the hide yet, but um, I don't know how long I've played. I don't know, probably four or five hours of this game. It seems like a long game. Like, and as far as immersion, I really felt like I was there, Cause, especially because of these hand interactions where you're crafting everything and you have an inventory where all this stuff's going. And eventually your, your inventory is limited, so you have to manage your inventory space. It's one of those types of games. And Subnautica is the same type of thing where you have to manage your inventory and then you craft things. And uh, that kind of thing is really fun to me. I don't know. I don't know if that's your type of thing, Nick. Probably not, but but I really like all the crafting and and all that stuff and there's, there's a day and night cycle so you can see you can see like the level getting darker and darker as you keep playing and then I'm like well either I need to make a fire or a torch or let me just go to sleep and you can you can if you're at a, a fire you actually you can go to sleep anywhere you, you to save the game you have to be at a fire but you can sleep anywhere and that will lower your fatigue level and then, you know, a lot of times I would sleep long enough so that it'll get bright again so I can see better. So I wouldn't have to worry about the torch and all of that. And um, as far as last ability, this game, the devs say this game is 12 to 20 hours. So that's a long VR game. And I, I can see myself going back. Like, I, I can see myself going back into this and actually playing all that time because like I'm really enjoying it because I'm into this type of thing, because it's, it's an exploration game, you know, and, and you're just going through these levels, through the jungle, through caves, and you're, you just, you don't know what you're gonna see. You know, you turn a corner and you're gonna see some brand new enemy, like I just did today, that, that wild boar, or who knows what. Some of this stuff is really trippy. There's some psychedelic stuff that happens in this. Like there's this three-headed raven flying around that has some weird, creepy human head in the middle of its chest. And then sometimes you see other crazy things running around and you don't even know, you're like, what the hell was that thing? And it's like you're seeing, I don't know if you're hallucinating or what's going on or if you, or if I ate some bad, some bad meat, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I'm, you could even just, even if you beat this game, I could see going back into this game just for like the jungle ambiance because it, it just kind of feels pleasant in there. And uh, so, I I recommend this game. I'm giving this I'm giving this an eight point five. Nice. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty solid. Can That's you, pretty solid. Can you play survival games, or do you get annoyed with that mechanic? Um, you know what would get me in a survival game? Like, I had fun playing the forest. The forest is a survival mm -hmm. game, but here's what I liked about it. One, it was a survival game that's co-op right we could, you could we can i can hop in there mm -hmm. with my friends that's cool 
that mm-hmm. like a solo survival game doesn't do it really for me. And then also the forest had a great story to it when you were, when you, when you play through the story. So that's like one of my my one of my favorite VR experiences of all time is playing the forest with you guys. So that was so much mm-hmm. fun. I don't even know what the story is other than you crash your plane. Oh, did you not play it through with us? Uh, no, I didn't play it. I played it. You played uh, like one. Th- I played oh, it a little bit with God. you, and I played it. I played it with some other people before, but I don't. All I remember is there. Yeah, there being a plane crash, and oh, then you're in the man. forest. Dude, you so, gotta. Oh, uh, you gotta play that game. The, the there was really it was really bad performance, and then I didn't like the controls. Is what I remember. Yeah, it's you know it's it's. I mean they they have native VR support from the developer, but that was. I mean. Even with that jank, I mean, this is my mm-hmm. test testimony to this game. Yeah. Like, even with that, you're you're absolutely right with the jank. Even with the jank, playing through that game, and I'm sorry, I forgot that you didn't. I know you played a fuss like I think once, but like playing through that game with a a, a group, um, was really fun. I mean, it's uh-huh. like terrifying being like there's like caves that you go into. Uh, yeah, um, I, I remember going into the cave and then I fell down a rope and died. Yeah, and that. and there's this. There, you're trying to figure out what's going on in the story. And I don't want to ruin anything, but like mm-hmm. that experience, doing that, crafting yourself with friends. But then again, to be honest, when when you're like playing through the story portion of the game, you're not really doing the crafting. So it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. That game is like, uh, it's I guess it's a survival horror, but the like the crafting and building a fort. It's like you don't even have to do any of that stuff. You you mm-hmm. almost really don't. You can just kind of play through about that. But anyways. Um, yeah, so with those conditions, I, I, I would like. I'm looking at this game. This game's a single player game, right? Like if it was yeah, a, it was a multiplayer game, I'd, I'd, I'd be down to try. Like I'm always looking for games to get into, like co-op games with friends. Like I think co-op games with friends in VR is fun. Yeah, I'll play multiplayer, but my base preference is single player. I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm, I was an only child. It's just like what I'm used to. I don't know. Well, I'm glad. Like, I, again, I've said this before, but I'm glad that you have different interests than me because <laughs> this is a much better show. Uh, yeah. We can cover all the bases pretty much. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, let, listen. Let me know if you get Hyper Dash or something. And I think uh, let's keep on our eye on GTFO, and hopefully we can grab that on on sale. And uh, we'll pay attention to see if uh, how how Goran gets it to work and all that good stuff. Because that okay. that that I think that'd be fun to play together. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Well, any any closing thoughts before we uh, end the show? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just you know, there's some games coming out that we already mentioned coming out this month, but nothing that big in November that I'm aware of. There we go. I, well, listen, I'm I'm excited. I found some fun VR games to play. I'm gonna hop into VR after this. I feel yeah. like uh, you know, there's the ebbs and flows of, of VR sometimes, but um, right now I'm in a kind of a high point and uh looking forward to connecting with everybody next month hopefully uh, hopefully i'll have the the be haptics and i could talk about it although I've, i'm probably going to say what i've said because i i get the impression that's the consensus out there but i'll, I'll give some uh i'll give some uh, a, a detailed review when that happens uh but until then have a good month have a good thanksgiving if you're in the u.s and we'll catch you later Bye bye <laughs>